0: Thank you for tuning in to Walk in Truth Dig Deeper Bible Study. We hope you will learn to love the Word of God as we study, line by line, verse by verse. Come and join us on the exciting journey through the Word of God. Let's see what God is trying to tell us today.
1: Welcome to walking through Christian fellowship, uh, midday Bible study. I want to thank everyone who attending and listening around the world. We're going to be still in first Peter. I told y'all to read ahead and we're going to be in second Peter, but I think we need again, God has shown me some things and give me revelation that we just need to go back and make sure we understand this thing about suffering. Well, suffering well, because we live in a time. It's not over saints. I'm just going to let y'all know it's not over i just heard today that there's a variance in america that may be worse than all the other variances in the world it doesn't mean that the vaccine's not going to work it's just that we still need to be vigilant as much as we can and realize it ain't over you know let's not let's not let the warm weather trick us okay continue to wear your mask when you need to wear it continue to be vigilant when you need to be vigilant thank god for small churches because we don't have to worry about that amen it to the level we clean the churches when i come in i Cleaned to wipe down the pews with the alcohol and everything. So when you come here, you, you're safe as safe could be. Amen. Don't think we ain't doing this taking your temperature door. you know. But other than that, everything is good, and we just keep lifting each other up in prayer. Uh, make sure we lift up uh, Lloyd and his coworker. He passed. Young man died. Of tragic accident at work. We lift them up, and we continue to lift each other up. All righty then. Let's open up our Bibles to first Peter chapter five. And we went over about the leaders, but then he admonishes us also to pay attention because he says first Peter chapter five in verse five, it says, likewise, you are younger. Be subject to the, to the elders, close yourselves, comma, all of you, with humility toward one another. Now, clothe yourselves. We know that as we put on clothes, we take clothes off, we put clothes on. Mm-hmm. So clothing yourselves with this thing, with this thing called humility is something that you do as an act of the will. It's not going to be there just because you're a Christian. It's not necessarily going to be there because you say saved. You have to actively look forward to clothing yourself in this thing called humility. Okay. Clothe yourself, all of you with humility towards one another. Okay. Towards one another comma for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So when you're prideful, can't receive correction, can't receive instruction, will not submit to leadership in a godly way, then you are prideful and God opposes you. We were talking earlier. That's a form of rejection. If God opposes you, he's rejecting you. He's not saying you're not saved. He's just saying you're living lower than the standard I set of humility. Humility is such a beautiful thing. I found out through life that when I humble myself, I can't be hurt. Because when I humble myself, what I'm doing is inflicting upon myself a level of lowliness that to hurt me, you got to go more. You got to be more humble than me. It's simple. It, 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 it's a it's a great concept to mature into. Whereas, like we talked about, go and do what you got to do. Go and have a couple of plates. Go and have a couple of pieces of, He's a chicken. Go and have all the drink. Go and have all the paper. Go on ahead. Go ahead. Because God got me. Take my money. You ain't got, you're not gonna trick me. See, I don't get upset no more when somebody get over on me because you ain't getting over on me. That's right. Amen. You ain't getting over on me.
0: <laughs>
1: and as a child of God, if you practice that, you you sinning against God. See, this is the key that I learned about this is why I had to go back. And The book in the story of the of the prodigal son Mm -hmm. and in the story of David, when he sinned against uh, Uriah and Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. There was something that stuck out to me. That God, Jesus told the story about the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. The key to the prodigal son is one of the things, just one. And David was when they got confronted with their sin. Even though their sin was against people, because they're all people, we all the same, but ultimately our sin is against God. So the prodigal son said, father, I've sinned against your house. Okay. It had nothing to do with his lifestyle that he had developed when he left. It had something to do with the, he had, he had showed dishonor to the father that loved him and provided for him. And he had to humble himself, realizing that the father was willing to forgive him. David understood once were confronted Mm -hmm. that his ultimate sin was against the character of God who had blessed him. But so many of us fall short of. Humbling ourselves. And saying God, to you, I have sinned. That's why some of you are in church and not saved. Because you deal with what we can see versus the corruption versus the pollution. See, when I say God against you, I have sinned. It makes no difference how it manifested. But I understand who I ultimately have let down. Yeah, I need to repent to God. We repent to God. We don't necessarily repent to each other because we are equal. Yes, I need to say I'm sorry to you. I need to ask for your forgiveness, but I need to be more concerned of God and his forgiveness, God and his love, God and his standard of me disobeying him. So when people tell me I get sick and tired, I get sick and tired, and that's why I came to Christ, you're not saved. Because being sick and tired is not what he saved us from. <laughs> he saved us from sin. The corruption. Not the pollution. What got you tired is your pollution. What you need to be saved from is your corruption. that make, Think about this. Pollution doesn't make itself. It comes from corrupt man. Think about the world pollution. All these bottles. All these cans. All this stuff. All this, this stuff that we can't get rid of. It didn't make itself. We made it. Jesus even said it. It's so deep. He said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him and what comes out. So it's not the pollution. It's the corruptness that's already there. Whether I partake of the pollution or not, I'm still corrupt because I'm born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And a corrupt man can only produce pollution, polluted things. It's only once I save, once I'm saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost, do I even have the opportunity to do things that are good and godly. Amen. Amen. But until I recognize I'm corrupted, I don't need a savior. Mm. Mm. So that's why humility is so important. Mm-hmm. When you get to the part where you don't worry about stuff and people doing stuff to you, you don't have to talk about that no more. Amen. You just live out your life. You're a walking epistle of humility. Girl, like if they would have... Man, if they would did that to me, I would have... Yeah, because you ain't saved. <laughs> but see, I'm saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. I, I don't respond like everybody else do.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. Why ain't you tripping? Cause they, uh, because, I, because I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about woke people. I ain't worried about racist people. I ain't worried about the Republicans. I ain't worried about the Democrats. I ain't worried about the virus. God gave me peace and all of that. Yeah. Amen. And yes, yeah, it surpasses everybody's understanding. Yes, do. But I give the glory to God. Amen. Because I'm not going to live one day past where he wants me to live. Amen. No matter what's going on in the polluted world.
0: That's
1: right. Because right. I've been saved from my corruption. And I know where I'm going.
0: That's right.
1: Amen. Now, when you know where you're going, what you're scared of? when he say you're going to pass from this life and you're going to be present with him that door that I passed through to be with him Mm -hmm. other than when my assignment is being completed I can't wait to get there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then when he come back if I die before he come back I promise that we're going to be risen first and get the glorified body and and going to live in a place where his light is so bright you don't even need a sun Mm -hmm. I can't even phantom not having a sun Uh, no more darkness, no more night, all daytime, all the time. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> and to know that I, this is what I'll tell you guys in here in this room and around the world who will say, to know that I'm going to see y'all again is a blessed thing. Yes, mean. yes, I mean. Whereas there's some people, and I've shared this with you, that in my family, I don't know if I'm going to see them again. Hmm. Um, they were good, relatively good folks on this side, but I don't know if they got saved based upon what I've learned. Maybe they're there, maybe they're not. But you guys, Jen, I know. Hallelujah. I know. Hallelujah. M- Mother uh, Pearson, I know. Yeah. I know. So with that, I can be at peace. Yeah. Because this is just temporary. That's why we're learning that, that this thing called suffering is temporary. It's because true. whatever we suffer through on this side, God say, don't even worry about it. We're going to get to this. Don't even worry about it on the other side. Because right. ain't no more of that. No more, suffering. no more suffering. Amen. All right. Go ahead. Somebody got something to say? All right. Verse six. Okay. Humble yourselves, therefore, before the mighty hand of God. At the proper time, he may exalt you. Now, the key word here is may. At the proper time, not he will. He may. It's still his choice. Remember that you can't earn nothing from God. Mm-hmm. Quit quit thinking that. Quit putting that. I do this and God got to do this. No, 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 no. You say may, 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 I know some, some of your Bible say will, okay. okay. but think about it like this. If, if, if I humble myself and he has to exalt me, then what I've done is earned it. But if I humble myself and I consider the fact, even him exalting me is a grace, then it's better for me. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. God never owes you anything. They don't don't, don't get it twisted because then it becomes a work. And when something becomes a work, it's no longer grace. It is hard for our minds to conceive that in Western thought, because when I say that I can't earn nothing from God, I'm subject to God and whatever he wants for me and whatever he wants for me is good. So when I humble myself, then what I expect is God to respond if he wills by exaltating me but that may just become to say good and faithful sermon it don't mean I'm going to be elevated on this earth it doesn't mean that I'm going to get another title or we're going to get any more people in our church that's not why we do it we do it because we love God and we leave the reward up to him that's a yes. if someone were to ask you, who's new to
0: the faith mm-hmm. they would say how do I humble myself What are you
1: believe upon the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. I'll start right there. I don't want you to think about nothing else. I want you to believe in the Lord Jesus. And if they ask you, what do I believe? Believe that he died for your sins. That he rose on the third day. For your justification. Just believe in that. And you
0: think somebody who's not, who doesn't know Christ would understand that and be able to accept
1: that? I don't know. That's between them and the Holy Spirit once I give them the gospel. See, the thing about it is you got to plant the right seed. All I did was plant that seed. One man plants. Mm -hmm. Understanding comes from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And as long as I plant that. See, if I say, okay, humble yourself. Uh, When you go to work, when your boss get on your nerves, don't say nothing. That is a form of humility. But that's not the level of humility that we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. The humility that we're talking about here is. We serve an unseen, we can't feel them, we can't touch them, we can't smell them, and we serve a God and we humble ourselves to his principles. Well, the first principle we humble ourselves to is accepting that we're corrupt and we need a savior. So my my thing, when I come at new Christians, I just come up with a simple gospel. Or I I evangelize like this. You know, you ask them to know the Ten Commandments and then they say, yeah. Then I ask them, have they violated them? They say, yeah, one or two. And then normally I ask them, I said, well, a good judge, a righteous judge, what would he sentence a person to if the wages of sin are death and you violated one of these? And I show them in scripture where it says if you violate one, you violated them all and you deserve to die. Then a, then a judge that says you deserve to die, you deserve to die, but you want mercy, right? He said, of course they do. You want grace. Of course you do. Well, all of that is in guess what? It still has to be paid. The judgment still has to be paid. I say, but think about this. The judge that judges you guilty is also the judge that that died for you. Believe upon him and you shall be saved. See, the the key with salvation is not necessarily the walk after salvation, but let's get them saved first. See, we, we go to sanctification before we get to salvation. Let's get them thoroughly rooted and grounded and make sure that they are saved. Before we get on in behavior modification. see, we run to behavior modification a little bit too fast. Because we want to always change them. But you have to remember it has to be inside out thing. And some of the things that even we're going through. We are still going through it because God is in the midst of changing us. But we know we say because we we have experienced enough time with God. He's left us here enough time under our salvation that we see that we're being changed in our day to day lives. But a new person come to Christ just take them to the say believe and be saved. Like John said, believe and be saved. Mm -hmm. He then showed them in John 19. You not saved because you don't believe. Mm -hmm. And you condemn because you don't believe. So it ain't about church as we know it. It's not, it didn't spend churches, the body of Christ, not the location in the building and the doctrines and the traditions of of man. Mm -hmm. You know, if something, when them young people come to me, I just deal, I look where they at. Mm -hmm. I try to see where they're at. If they don't know nothing about Jesus, it's real simple. It's when they they know hand me down. That's not really scripture, scripturally based. That I have the hardest time to, because what they do when you ask a person who's who's church based, I mean flesh church based, what they do is when you ask them to be saved, there's no humility in it. It's all arrogance. Well, my auntie was a was a deacon or uh, deaconess, and my dad was a, a prophet, and you know they talk about their genealogical. A reference to who they are that makes them saved. Well, you're you who you born under don't make you saved. But that's how we 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 qualify ourselves and validate ourselves based upon our history. Okay, but it doesn't work like that because salvation is independent. It's idiosyncratic. It's 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 you and God. It's not you God and me. So when I tell them that, when a young person that, it just depends how they come at me. And then you sit back and see once you planted the true gospel. You got to back up. Wait till they come to you again. Don't try to break it down and all. Like like now, I didn't talk too much. I wouldn't talk this much if I was one-on-one with somebody. Unless they kept asking me questions, right? But once I get that look, I know Holy Spirit, is your turn now. Take over. And I back off. A lot of my private students that God has blessed me with to serve, that y'all have never seen or heard, when I first talked to them, I offended them. Oh. But when time went on, two weeks, three weeks, one week, they called me back. Okay. They got questions. I give them answers. Then they say, okay, I want to learn from you. But the gospel is offensive. Because the gospel, he told he told them in chapter 8. He, in John chapter eight, y'all read nearly like near the after John chapter eight, after the woman at the well, he told him three times, "You will die in your sins." Uh huh. What
0: about Romans ten and nine? Well, that, how do you explain
1: it? You don't. You just put it out there. On the Lord Jesus. and you shall be saved. And then, if they ask, "What do I need to believe?" That's when you go into explanation.
0: Is that, you know, 10 and 9, the yeah,
1: 10 and I don't. You, you just leave. this you take them to and say, "This is what you need to do to be saved." And then they say, well, "What about it? Now you got to explain." That's that's the next thing. If you can't explain it, you need to run into somebody that can. Okay, but yeah, that's that's the that is the scripture. Believe upon Jesus. That scripture said, "And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water." Well, the living water you gave them in Romans ten and nine has they might have. Okay, what do I need to believe about Jesus? Where do you want to start at? You want to start at Genesis and work your way through. You want to start the. You want to start at Matthew and work your way through. Wherever you can work your way through to explain to them. You know where I work my way through. Of course, y'all wouldn't work y'all way through like I would, because I take them straight from Genesis all the way through and show them Jesus. Okay, Jesus is on every page of the Bible. Y'all didn't know that, but I, one day we'll get a chance to just sit down and do that. Genesis to Revelation, you can see Jesus. You can see Jesus, and yeah, you can start at Genesis. Okay, because because think about this, you see the, you, let's let's just right quick. I know this this sidebar. That's but we discuss stuff as the Lord brings it up to y'all's mind. Think about when they were covered by the blood after they after they ascend in the garden. That was Jesus. When he shed an innocent animal to cover them with the blood and the and the, that was Jesus. When he said there would be someone who would bruise the head of the serpent, who you think he was talking about? He talking about Jesus. That's in Genesis. Okay, so yeah, all right. So humble yourself. All right. Be sober minded. It is so clear. It be it is in. And, and sober minded is is actually not the drinking sober minded, but be sober minded. That means be focused, be alert,
0: clear.
1: clear, clear in thought. Yeah, clear in thought when it comes to the things of God. Don't be so fuzzy. 90% of the time, we get mystified by mystical people, and they don't make it plain. The best compliment you guys ever give me is that I make it plain. Okay? Because the Bible says when you can make it plain, they can run. You can't run with all the mysticism. Okay? And the Holy Spirit's one, number one purpose, and, I, and everybody forget this, is they leave out the thing. to lead you all. Jesus said, I'm going to send back the Holy Spirit to lead you to all truth that testifies of me. You got the Holy Spirit telling you what clothes to put on. Why? Is that is that the most important thing the Holy Spirit got to tell you what clothes to put on today? Yeah. Don't you get a see this is the thing. You want to blame everything you do and justify what you do on the Holy Spirit and you being led by the Holy Spirit. And I can prove by scripture you lying. And then one of the things the Bible warns us about don't lie on the Holy Spirit. That's blasphemy. Yeah. Yeah. But because we have we made the Holy Spirit all it tells us to make a left, it tells us to make a right. Where are you coming? Don't you got a mind? It just told you to think what? Sober minded. You have a choice. It's okay for you to say, I am thinking this. Least you not blaming it on God. If it lined up with his word, give the glory. But think about it. If I say, Sister Carolyn, I think that you shouldn't Open up your spice business because I think that you're better at catering. That's my opinion. And I have a right to my opinion. Mm -hmm. But if I say, Sister Curly, the Lord led me to tell you that you are better at catering than you would be at selling spices. Well, Sister Sister Curly is a child of the Most High God. She's going to take serious that her pastor or one of y'all said you was led by the Lord to say that. And I'm lying. Because all I want to do is get curl and do what I want to do. And that's where you got to be sensitive enough saints in the spirit to know when somebody trying to lead you by using the name of your Lord to justify what they say. Yeah. They want to validate what they say by telling you they were led by the Lord. And I can prove it in the Bible that they ain't being led by the Lord. See, Scripture help you prove that out. Because if they if it's by the Lord, you'll see the principle in Scripture. So my question, if I said that, then I got to look for the principle in Scripture. So then what's, what, why is the Lord leading me to tell that to curler Because, okay, you're going to say, well, the Lord, because it's good for her, she she's not fair. But that's her business. That's not my business. So why would the Lord lead me to tell her about what she good at, what she gifted at? Because, yeah, why would he talk to her and tell her that? She the one been praying about her business. You see what I'm saying? And y'all know I'm just using that as an example, but it's deeper stuff than that because nine times out of 10, when somebody said, I want y'all to think of this walking truth and all those who are listening around the world, when some person (laughs) Uh -uh. You almost got me to go there. When some person come up to you talking about, I've been led by the Lord to tell you, or the Lord told me to tell you, your radar needs to go up. Because if what they say doesn't match with the principle of scripture and takes away your free will to choose, it is not God. It, it, it y'all never hear me say that do you ever I'm led by the Lord to give y'all the word of God <laughs> yeah I'm led by the Lord to give you Jesus yes but the Lord ain't never led me to govern y'all lives like that we just read that you're not supposed to lead the people like that he said the people that, that Jesus said you will not lord over the people like that huh? see because when you say the I was led by God you said the Lord told me so you lead the people with the Lord But it's really you. With your corrupt thinking. Because you done got too pious. You haven't humbled yourself. Even if the Lord told me. Sometimes what I would tell you is. The Lord gives me insight. But it's not to tell. It's to get ready. Ready for what? Ready to give him encouragement. Or ready to catch them if they fall. I had to learn that. That sometimes, Lord, you, you can watch a person if you study people and see which way they're about to go. Yeah. And sometimes the Lord said, just leave me alone. I got them right. Why would you just be ready to catch them. Mm-hmm. Or be ready to push them forward. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I guess this is as good a time as any. I know this is good. Y'all don't let us get through no lesson without talking. But this is good a time as any. Saints to God, this is what I want to tell you. And we discuss this all the time. We discuss Matthew 18 all the time. Right? How you should handle any kind of conflict with your brother and sister in Christ. Mm -hmm. You need to go to them individually. That's a good thing. Okay. At any point in time. If you think the church. Is going astray. The first person you need to come to. Before you announce it to the church. You need to come to me. You need to come to me. Because you don't have authority. By God to correct the church as a whole. Y'all, then I'm gonna give y'all even one better. You got the authority to correct me individually. Yeah. Any one of you, because yeah. if I if y'all see me going astray, like I told you, you see me on these streets and I'm doing something that y'all think I don't supposed to be doing, you have the right to pull your car over, walk up to me and say, Pastor, what are you doing? I
0: shall win. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what
1: are you doing James pastor hold on all y'all do is say pastor and then I'll be like well, what am I doing wait a I call you James
0: because I know I know him to call you pastor me, you know?
1: yeah yeah I mean but what I'm saying to you is we have the right because we're brothers and sisters correct each other but the church at large is my responsibility to right. discipline you right. and that and it will come I can be the bad guy but we just don't throw out things and say the church when it may be something between you and another person that ain't that ain't how we do this because when we throw our stuff the bible talks about our tongue yeah. we'll start a fire so you think you're solving something and it's between you and you and you mention it to the church as a generality and now everybody else wondering is it me and you sit there going what, huh? what is now you done started a fire that didn't need to be started if you would have just went to the person that you're supposed to go to talk about this thing with Okay? Let me let me decide if it's church worthy. Yeah. You individually, everybody's room. Everybody can go to each other. But again, you got to go with humility. And then you got to look at yourself with sober mind and say, why am I going to tell them this? That's right. Amen. Yeah. Am I going because I think
0: something's wrong,
1: which you had a right to do, or am I going to make that person feel bad? And if you're going to get a one-up on somebody, that ain't God. That ain't God. That's why you got to examine yourself. And, and, it, and the Bible says you must learn to be quiet.
0: Slow
1: Yep, yeah, be quiet. Shut up. Check your feelings at the door. You know, it's hard. It don't come easy, but it comes maturity. You know, I had to learn. Six years, I had to learn. Shut up. Don't say nothing. God got them. Let them go. Keep teaching. Don't get it. Don't get caught up. Because you get caught up, they get caught up. And if we all get caught up, we wouldn't be here. Okay? We didn't think somehow we wouldn't be here. Okay. Let's 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 read. Let's read on. where are all Yeah, I, I ain't even we're supposed to get through the end of this book. We on, we, on we on seven. Okay, let's go. We on seven or we on eight. Okay. Casting all of your anxiety when you're humble on him Jesus because he cares for you okay so in humility you can cast the care on him okay be sober minded be be watchful your adversary the devil prowls around like a like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour so when you're not humble you fall into the the, the position where you could be preyed upon Because, see, people play into your pride, not to your humility. See, people pray into you. Girl, man, you know, uh, I wouldn't let them do that to me if I was you. If I was you, that's your pride. And because you're not me, I decide to be humble. Nobody plays into nobody's humility because humility is such a beautiful thing that nobody wants to go there with you. Now, saints can go. Real saints can say, yeah, you're right. Don't don't respond like everybody else. Okay, but most people want to play into your ignorance and laugh at you when you get in trouble for it. Have you had people come to you, met, convince you to do something, then when you do it, you look back and they gone? And <laughs> got a little long now. It didn't happen to all of us. Yeah. You don't want to encourage them. You the one, Hey, I done did it to people, so I, you know what I'm saying? Get them going, and then when they do it, sit back and go, like. And I'm sitting there, going, they're going, but you told me, I say, I didn't tell you. I said, if I was you, I would have, but I didn't tell you to go do it. You know, but that's how we act. There's no humility. There's no sober minded thinking. Okay. Verse nine, resist, resist him firm in your faith. Your faith will cause you to, to be able to resist the devil, the faith in Jesus Christ and what he done on the cross, knowing that the same kind of sufferings we back to sufferings are being what experienced by you by your brothers your brothers and sisters throughout the world so we identify with the brothers and sisters in christ who are suffering throughout the world some of our brothers and sisters in christ are suffering they don't can't even drink clean water See, this is what I'm saying when we talk about these different kind of weird Bible studies, because when I think about the sufferings of my brothers and sisters around the world, they're not worried about being rejected on their job and somebody talking about them. They worried about if They can even drink clean water today or have anything to eat. They would love somebody talk about them and get them some food. But see, we get so caught up in our Western way of of our luxuries that we don't understand. There are some people out here really suffering out in this world, even in the United States. But there are some people around the world that are suffering through day-to-day poverty. That there's no relief to be seen. We don't know what it's like to go eat out of a garbage dump. We don't know what it's like to drink bad water. Let our water have a funny taste. We'll go buy another drink. But that's all the water they got to drink. Either they got to drink and hope they don't get sick. Or they go thirsty. So we got brothers and sisters that believe in Jesus. Now think about this. And their situation will never improve. So if you go to that place and preach the gospel. That, that prosperity gospel. That don't work. And that's not a real gospel. Because that gospel doesn't save. See the Bible doesn't depend. Doesn't, Jesus doesn't care. Whether you're rich or poor. Because we're all corrupt. And the sin of corruption is in poor and rich people and, it, and God blessing you is not measured by the things you have or the things you don't have. What God died for is greater than anything that's out here in this world. That's why he said, what is it to gain anything in this world and lose your soul? Because you got people who are in, in so much poverty they will sell their soul for something to eat. Their birthright. Who did that? Who sold their birthright for some porridge? Esau. He let his worldly hunger. Sell what was rightfully his way. And so how many of us. Are willing to get some creature comfort. To go against the principles of God. And not be sober minded. To get some instantaneous gratification. Okay. Okay. Verse 10. Mother, read verse 10. Mother, read verse 10.
0: But the God of all grace who has called us with his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, you have suffered a while. Make you perfect, establish, strength, settle you.
1: So it makes us perfect. It makes us strong. And what else? And it establishes it it. And it, it settles you. And it may say establish or confirm. Mm-hmm. So when you are strengthened, You're made complete. You're going to be established. Established is like being rooted and grounded like a tree planted by the water. It's established. It's a it's a place. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you are established. You can't be shaken by the pollution. You've been delivered from the penalty and the power of sin, the corruption. But when you are established, evil is always the pollutant is always around you. And what you do is when you establish, you drink of the water of the word and the word keeps you fortified and strong. Mm-hmm. You're only as strong as you're strong in the word of God and in the faith in Jesus Christ. It's not faith in, in walking truth. It's not faith in pastor. It's not faith in each other. It's faith in the God who gave us this power, this grace by his eternal glory. See, his glory is eternal. Our glory is temporal. One day I'm on top, one day I'm on bottom. One day I'm ahead, one day I'm behind. My glory goes up and down, but his glory goes all the way up all the time. And as we walk this suffering well out, we rely on what his power is versus our own power, personally. Now, we as children of God, adopted into his family through his blood, his death, burial, resurrection, as we head towards Easter, what it does is give us the authority and the power to tell people about this God who wants to care for them in their condition, no matter what it is. So it's not, there's no sin that he did not die for. And that's the, that's one of the things Jackie, what you tell them, tell me how bad you've ever been. Cause a lot of times a lot of people don't come to Christ because they've been told that they look at church folk as, they had to do something to come to get ready to get saved. But well, you come to the cross as a sinner, period. Stop right there. You don't, it ain't that you come to cross as a stripper or a drug addict or a liar or a thief. Those are all manifestations of the deeper sin. So you come as a sinner and you have to suffer through your pride to Lord bend your knee at the cross because it's the, that's what the one, the first thing you got to suffer through is yourself i got to suffer through myself. Unless God has separated me for that year, I'd have died in my sins. But he loved me enough to separate me so I could suffer through isolation, suffer through devastation, suffer through losing my fortune, suffer through losing my family, suffer through losing my friends to find the best friend I ever could have. I had to suffer through that. If I'd have known that this was going to be this good after I suffered, I'd have said "suffer" a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep reading. We're gonna get through this. To him be glory
0: and dominion forever and ever,
1: Amen. Amen. All right, stop right there. We're gonna finish. We're gonna finish this. But I want you guys to go back. What time is it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so let's let's go to another scripture right here. I want to I want to show you something. So we talk about suffering well. Go to uh, Romans, Jackie. Go to Romans 8 and... Yeah, go to Romans 8 and 35. Okay. No, start at 34. 834. Who is at
0: the right hand of God? who indeed is interceding for
1: us. No, Romans 8, Romans 8? 34. 34. That's it. Who That's is... It. Okay,
0: okay, go ahead. You to go back
1: to sure. no, no, go ahead. You fine.
0: Okay. I'll go back. So who, um... Start at 34.
1: 34. Okay, who is
0: to condemn? There you go. Jesus Christ is the one who died. More than that, he was raised who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are all being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to the slaughter. No. In all these things, we are more than
1: conquerors through Him who loved us. Stop right there. He just gave a list of sufferings. Okay? And there's no suffering that you go through that determines how much God loves you. So, no matter what you feel at any given moment, what you suffer through does not determine how much God loves you. Actually, What you suffered through proves that God loves you. Because in all of this, and even more than that, you are more than conquerors. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Through God who strengthens you and God who loves you. And what are you conquering? You're conquering the doubt that suffering brings on. Because suffering brings on a doubt sometimes. And what we need to do as children of God is realize. We are strengthened by our suffering. We read in 1 Peter, it builds our character, it builds our walk, it helps us it helps us understand. And no, we don't look forward to suffering, but we understand the purpose for suffering. And we understand the purpose for suffering, we can help other people suffer well too. But when you think it's all about, all about the fact that look, a lot of people say, well, you're being punished by God. How do you know I'm being punished by God? I could be suffering for God. Okay. Okay. One more passage. Sister Jackie, one more passage. Then we done actually going to finish on time. One more passage. Go to, and let's look at Paul's, uh, uh, situation. Go to second Corinthians. Yeah. Eleven and twenty, start eleven and twenty-four. Start eleven, twenty-three. Corinthians 11.23
0: 23. Are they servants of Christ? I am a very one. I am talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, and often near death. Five I received at the hand of the Jews, the forty lashes less one. Three times I have been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. One night and a day, I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people. Danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, dangers at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, and through many of sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure of me, of my anxiety for all the church, who is weak weak. And I am not, wait, I'm sorry, who is weak and I am not weak, am I not weak? Who is made to fall and I am not indignant? If I bo- if I make if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weaknesses. The God and the Father of the Lord Jesus, who He who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. At Damascus the governor under King Artius mm-hmm. was guarding the city of Damascus in order to seize
1: me. Stop right there. So we just went through a list of things that happened to Paul. Sufferings that he actually went through and he knows that neither death nor life nor angel nor principality nor things present nor things to come shall separate me the sufferings from the love of God. We just read that in all these things so Paul is telling you In all these things that I've suffered through, I understand, even though I'm being served up and I'm suffering, I am a conqueror. Because Jesus conquered what would kill me. That I might be saved. See, Paul had it rough and none of us have it that rough for the sake of the church. He said, I do all of this. What what is the reason? And on top of that, I got to deal with the churches. I got to deal with the foolishness of the Corinthians and you walk with people walking around here talking about they gifted anointed and appointed and they will not go out of these four walls and talk to nobody. You will never prove your ministry by talking to the saints. It's great that we come together, do our Bible study, but I'm trying to equip you guys to talk to that person who may that young person talk to that old person. Talk to these people out here that are not say, because that's why our work is. Our work is not in here. I, we get lessons in here to go work out there. Right. So don't tell me how knowing that you are and all you've done is preach to the crowd. Don't tell me that. See, you don't need a title, young ladies and young men, to do the work of the Lord. All you need is a willingness and a humbleness that you're willing to take a chance. And again, the more humble you are, the less chance you go get hurt. So we humble and we serve God well. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, great, son father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the people. I thank you for the lesson and the questions and the interaction that we have every day. We pray that everyone listen to the sound of our voice will be blessed. And if you're not saved, ask what you must do to be saved. And we're going to say, believe upon the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. Not maybe, but shall be saved. I thank you i love you and as walking truth we always want you to be encouraged blessed and be at peace and always remember walk in the
2: truth of the lord thank you if you do not have a place of worship please consider walk in truth christian fellowship church your home we are safe place to worship supporting the edification of the body with all of its gifts sound biblical teaching is at the center of our worship as a disciple of jesus christ sharing the fruit of the spirit and moving forward in faith through serving our community is our privilege and pleasure please feel free to contact the ministry at 636-344-0539 or email us at witmin at yahoo.com thank you for your consideration be blessed encouraged and walk in the truth of the lord we worship at the universal church of jesus christ building located at 2301 Wallace Avenue Overland, Missouri, 63114. The times of worship are 8.30 a.m. on Sunday and 7 p.m. on Tuesday. You may also join us on Facebook at the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship page or the Walk in Truth Radio Network YouTube page. All are welcome and we look forward to teaching you the truth about God, teaching you to be committed, accountable, and responsible to the things of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit.